Discover the tips and strategies that will help you achieve your retirement goals. I'm your host, James Canole, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you retire well. It all starts right here on Ready for Retirement. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ready for Retirement. I'm your host, James Canole, and I get asked by a lot of people, they say, James, should I retire with a small mortgage? People are approaching retirement, they're making the final decisions, they're laying out the plan. And I say small mortgage because that's always how the question is framed to me. Is James, should I retire with a small mortgage? Now, some people, they ask this from a standpoint, a tax standpoint. They're asking, would it be good to take a small mortgage into retirement for tax deduction purposes? While other people are asking from an expense standpoint, just James, is it bad to retire with a mortgage? So what we're going to do on today's episode is answer the question, should you retire with a small mortgage or really any mortgage? And we're going to approach it from both of those standpoints. Number one, the tax perspective. And number two, just the expense perspective. So let's jump in. Number one, from a tax perspective, would it be good to take a small mortgage into retirement to get the tax deduction? Most people who have asked me this, it's an easy answer. And that answer is no. Really, this is why. From a tax standpoint, just having a mortgage and just paying mortgage interest doesn't automatically mean that you can deduct that. You can deduct it, but there's something called a standard deduction. There's something called an itemized deduction. So when you're preparing your taxes and you're trying to figure out how much can you actually deduct on your tax return, you're going to add up. There's many things, but there's three primary things that drive or the bigger components of what you can itemize to deduct on your taxes. Number one, state taxes and local taxes, which is usually property tax, and that's capped at 10,000. So up to $10,000 per year is what you can deduct for state and local taxes. Number two, charitable donations. And number three, why people ask this question is mortgage interest. So up to a certain limit, you can deduct mortgage interest for a mortgage you own on your property. So if you add all those three things up, and again, there's more, but I'm gonna simplify this to say those three things because those are the primary ones people deduct. If you add those three things up, that's how much you can deduct from your taxes. But the IRS says if that amount, so if the total of those three things, if that amount is under a certain threshold, then you can just take what's called a standard deduction instead. That standard deduction for 2020 is $24,800 if you are married filing jointly. And if you're a single filer, it's $12,400. So 24,800 if you're married, 12,400 if you are single. So here's why that matters. Let's use an example. Let's say that you're married and you own a home in California. So if that's the case, there's a decent chance that you're maxing out your state tax deductions between any California tax you're paying on income in retirement or approaching retirement and then your property taxes. Not everyone, but I'm going to assume for for the sake of this example that you're maxing out your deduction for state and local taxes, which again is a $10,000 cap. So that gives you $10,000 of deductions so far. If that was all you had for deductions, you wouldn't take that deduction. You would just take the standard deduction. Again, that's 24800 You wouldn't take the 10 if you could deduct more by just taking the standard. Pretty straightforward. But now on top of this, let's assume that you also have a small mortgage. So you're this person asking, James, should I take a small mortgage into retirement? And you go ahead and do it. Well, small can mean a lot of things, but let's assume that your mortgage is $100,000. Let's assume your mortgage interest rate is 4%. That's the case. 4% on $100,000 means that of the payments you're making that year, 4,000 of those dollars will go to the bank in terms of interest, and the remaining amount of your payments goes to pay down the principal. So the amount that you pay to your mortgage, the full amount's not deductible. 
It's just that 4,000 in this example that goes to pay mortgage interest. So in this example, you're only deducting the interest paid, which is $4,000 per year, and then declining each year. Because as your principal balance declines, the 4% is based on the lower and lower number. So of course, less is paid in interest. So now if we look at our deductions, we have the $10,000 of state and local taxes. Now we have an additional $4,000 of mortgage interest. So we're at $14,000 combined. We'll look at this versus look at the standard deduction. We're still going to take the standard deduction. 24,800 is a lot more money we can deduct than deducting the 14,000. So in this case, you would need to have charitable giving of at least $10,800 per year to even reach the threshold of where it makes sense to itemize your deductions. If you did $10,800 of charitable gifts, well, now you're at a point where you've hit the threshold of you have now, you can itemize your deductions and that number totals 24,800 and any giving above and beyond that or any mortgage interest above and beyond that, now it makes sense to itemize. Now, 10,800, that's a good amount to give. And if you're doing that, great. That's a wonderful thing. Not going to say that's not a good thing. But the reality is most people aren't doing that. Most people are not giving that amount if you just look at averages. And so because of that, that mortgage interest actually hasn't helped you at all. What it's done is you've added up your deductions and you've determined that the standard deduction, at least in this example, is going to be greater than you itemizing your deductions. So at that point, from a tax perspective, the mortgage interest doesn't do a thing for you. There's no benefit to it in terms of taking that mortgage into retirement. Now, if your mortgage was $500,000 in this example, it's a different story in terms of is that advisable or not, but if it was $500,000 and still at that 4% interest rate, well, now you're paying $20,000 per year in interest, at least for that first year and then declining. So when you add the 20,000 in interest up, plus your $10,000 of property taxes and state taxes, plus whatever you're doing in charitable giving, now you are itemizing. And at that point, the mortgage interest is helping you from a tax perspective because you're above and beyond the threshold that the standard deduction starts at. So in general, when the phrase is, can I take a small mortgage into retirement? Probably not going to help you. Obviously, this depends if you do a lot of giving, if that's tithing, or if there's a cause that you're, you give a lot to. Mortgage interest could help you. But I would say for the majority of people, it doesn't make sense to take a mortgage into retirement, at least for the tax benefits, because there really are no tax benefits for it. So that brings us to the next point. Number two, is, is it bad to take a mortgage into retirement? Whether or not you get any tax benefits, is there a reason to or a reason not to take a mortgage into retirement? Well, here's the thing. It's a pretty simple equation going into retirement. It's will you outlive your money or will your money outlive you? Obviously, the goal is to have your money outlive you. It means you've paid for everything, you've met all of your expenses, and you have money left over at the end that you could pass on to future generations or a charity of your choice or whatever you want to do with it. So the goal is don't run out of money. Very obvious, okay? Now, here's what happens when you break that down. The higher your expenses, the higher your chance of your money gets spent down in retirement. Again, the higher your expenses are, very obvious, the higher your chances of that money being spent down in retirement and that money meaning your portfolio. So going into retirement or anytime really, your mortgage is often one of your highest expenses. If you do a budget and you look at how much are you spending on mortgage versus groceries versus entertainment versus whatever else it might be, mortgage is almost consistently gonna be one of the higher of those different expenses. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but as you're looking at this, understand with 
your expenses in retirement. If you keep your mortgage or add a mortgage on top of that, do you have the means, do you have a portfolio that can safely generate enough income to fully pay that mortgage? If so, then yeah, there's nothing necessarily wrong with taking a mortgage into retirement. There's two main risks with that, which I'll talk about in just a second. But I would say I have clients that are retired with a mortgage and they have more than enough money to last the rest of their lifetimes. That mortgage, yes, it's an extra expense, but their portfolio, what they have, is more than enough to pay that expense along with everything else, and they don't need to ever worry about running out of money. I've seen other people who retire with no mortgage, and those people, they struggle to make their money last throughout retirement, either because they haven't saved quite enough or because their income sources aren't quite enough. Whatever it may be, having a mortgage versus not having a mortgage isn't the defining factor in are you going to be successful or not. If you have a mortgage and you have the income sources and the portfolio assets to support it, no problem at all. But it is an expense and you do need to make sure that you have a plan to show that you can afford that expense throughout retirement. Because really what it's about is about comparing your income that can be created from your portfolio and other sources to those expenses and making sure that that equation works out. Now, When you're looking at how do you determine if you have enough in your portfolio to pay a mortgage and be okay, the general rule of thumb, not that it's perfect, but just a general rule of thumb is that if you keep your portfolio withdrawals to 4% or less the first year of retirement, you're probably going to be okay over time. So if you look at maybe your social security, maybe you have a pension, maybe not, but if you look at your income sources plus 4% of your portfolio value, if that amount can fully meet your expenses, you know, you've gone through your budget. Look at the last episode, episode number seven, to see how do you understand how much your expenses will be in retirement. If you've gone through that exercise and you can keep your portfolio withdrawals to 4% or less and still meet all of your expenses and one of those expenses is a mortgage, great. You're probably in a strong position to be able to take a mortgage into retirement. If not, you may want to try to get that mortgage paid down before you retire so that you can keep your expenses or keep your portfolio withdrawals under that threshold so you don't spend too much too quickly into retirement. Now, one thing I'll add to this is there's also a psychological component to this. Sometimes even when the math works out perfectly of, hey, you could retire, you could take a mortgage into retirement, it's not going to impact you. There's a psychological component to it as well of it just feels good going into retirement, knowing that you don't have that big payment. No, you don't have to pay the bank for your mortgage and you own your home free and clear. So even if it makes sense from an income perspective or an expense perspective, just understand that it sometimes just feels better to go into retirement not having that, knowing that whatever happens to you, whatever happens to the economy or the stock market or anything else, it just gives you that sense of stability. So on top of knowing your expenses and your income, you also need to know yourself. What is your preference for retiring with or without a mortgage? Because it's not just a financial decision or a simple financial equation. You should factor in that emotional or that psychological component as well. So I mentioned there's two key risks in that retiring with a mortgage creates, not necessarily risks that people can't overcome, but let's talk through those. Number one, we've already really done it. The first risk is, well, it's just higher expenses. Obvious. The higher your expenses are, the more pressure there is on your portfolio or other income sources to be able to generate those expenses. So again, if you look at your income sources between social security or pension or rental income or part-time work or your portfolio, whatever your income sources are, make sure those add up can comfortably support your mortgage payment. And if that's the case, then you're fine. But you do need to look at that first risk of it does increase your expenses. Number two, and the one that maybe most people don't think about, is what's called sequence of return risk. The number one risk that people face in retirement is a very different risk than people face when they are working. 
if you're working and you're earning and you have a few years to go or several years to go even before retirement, you should really welcome market ups and downs. They're never fun. And so I, I say that almost facetiously. No one really gets excited when the market drops like it has in the past couple few months here. But really, if you have a long time horizon in front of you, those present the best possible buying opportunities. That's a great time to keep saving to your 401k or keep saving to your investment accounts because you're buying great companies at a discount. And when the price recovers of that, you get to participate in that. Now, when you're retired, it's a different story. If you're retired, you're no longer consistently saving to a 401k or to an investment account. In fact, it's just the opposite. You're now withdrawing money consistently from an investment account. So while you celebrated the market declines while you were working, a market decline when you're in retirement, it does present a risk to you. If you're forced to sell great companies or great stock investments when they're at their low, it's compounding the negative impact of that market decline. So what sequence of return risk means is it means that it's not so much about what's your average rate of return that you get throughout retirement. That's not what's going to make or break your success of your retirement plan. It's more what sequence do you achieve those rates of return? If you retire and you have five great years in a row or seven great years in a row in a stock market, the trajectory of your portfolio is going to look a whole lot better than if you retire and you retire straight into a bear market or you retire straight into a market decline that's maybe two, three years in a row. And even if you get the same average return in each of those examples over, say, a 20 or 30 year retirement, the example number one is going to have significantly better outcome than example number two because the portfolio declined in those first few years. And that's really what you want as a retiree. Now, there's ways to protect against that just in the way that you structure your portfolio. But why I'm saying this is if the market drops, well, the sequence of return risk, sometimes you want to decrease your expenses, at least temporarily. So some expenses, maybe you don't eat out as much, maybe you cut back in certain areas. And what that does is it prevents you from having to sell parts of your portfolio at low prices. The challenge is you can't do that with a mortgage. The bank's not necessarily going to say, hey, you know what, don't bother with your payment this month, cut back, we get sequence of return risk, start paying us when you can. doesn't happen. With a mortgage, you're going to have a fixed monthly expense. You can't cut that expense back when you retire. So if you're having to pay that mortgage and the portfolio is dropping and you haven't structured it correctly, you may have to sell good investments at a low value, which is a big risk to your plan. So other than that, if you have a portfolio or plan that prevents that, meaning you're not forcing yourself to sell at market lows, and if you've looked at the other risk of just higher expenses, put more pressure on your portfolio, if you've looked at each of those and you said, you know what, I'm good, then there's not necessarily a problem with taking a mortgage into retirement. Might not benefit you from a tax perspective, but there's not necessarily a problem with it when you look at your overall plan. So in summary, should you retire with a small mortgage? Probably won't help you from a tax perspective. Again, talk to your CPA, talk to your financial planner, run the numbers, see if it actually will or won't for you specifically. I'm just going based upon statistically, what percentage of people do I talk to? Does it actually benefit them? Not very many. But number two, from an expense standpoint, as long as your other income sources in your portfolio are sufficient, there's no reason you shouldn't necessarily retire with a mortgage, but also take into account that emotional, that psychological component that we talked about as well. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe. Subscribing will allow or will make sure that as a new episode comes out, you're the first one to be notified. A new episode comes out every Tuesday morning. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you subscribe and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to episode number eight of the Ready for Retirement podcast. To see the show notes and the resources from today's episode, please head over to the Ready for Retirement website. It can be found at readyforretirement.co. That's readyforretirement.co. 
If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show. A new episode gets released every single week, and by subscribing, you'll be notified each time that happens. This show is designed to answer your questions about retirement. So if you have questions, chances are good. Someone else has the very same question too. Go to the website, readyforretirement.co, and there's a page where you can submit your own question that I will answer in a future episode. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, it's me again for the disclaimer. Please be smart about this. Before doing anything, please be sure to consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It is for informational purposes only.